wait, wait. Three, two, one. Fuck it. I don't, I don't know how this shit works. Who cares? <laughs> now let's do the THX sound. <laughs> That was the highlight of my bachelor party. It was like out of nowhere, we just yeah. all did that. That was like phenomenal. It's amazing you mean the how highlight people wasn't just can when do we it. all went off with strippers by ourselves. That wasn't the highlight for you. Yeah, abandon, I love it though. abandoning I think, I think, me I think, as, as I, I watched you make the lonely walk to the ATM was not the highlight. <laughs> and the stripper having to stand there while I'm like, ah, oh, this oh, no, hold on. Hang on a second. Let me check balance. <laughs> Let me see. I've got some quarters in here. Hold on. This is the Oasis. It's a place where the limits of reality are your own imagination. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay because of all the things they can be. All right, let's pretend. To, you want to pretend to do the show now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's see. Go into the oasis and do uh, the here show. We go. I'm gonna... Yeah. Let's get my all VR right. set on. Hold on. Okay, you guys are gonna. Okay, so we'll do it all in a sec. So here we go. <sighs> Welcome to Flick Pals, your weekly, well, occasional podcast where a bunch of idiots uh, talk about a movie they saw and try to convince another dum dum who hasn't seen the movie uh, to go see it or just get their opinion. Uh, and this week, you get a two-for-one. Lucky you, we got two dummies. My name is Doug, and I have not seen the movie we're going to talk about, which is Ready Player One. Snacks, you didn't see this movie either, did you? No. <laughs> this is riveting, no. riveting stuff. So it's just me, Rico and me? No, okay, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's double, just the two it's of double, us. It's the, yeah, it's it's the welcome my new sponsor, Dum Dums. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Twice but, your dumbs. No, I didn't dum-dums. see it because for I, I'm, you're in the I'm mood a... for a really shitty lollipop, turn to dum dums. <laughs> <laughs> when it you're at the tastes bank. like wax, but dum-dums. you know it's sort of sweet. Dum dums. Yeah. Are you at the barber yeah. shop? It, it was okay five? in the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> the barber shop. The barber shop in the Great Depression. I think. <laughs> I, I didn't go see it. I'm a Spielberg guy. Like I, I think we're all Spielberg kids because of our age. Mm-hmm. Um. I didn't go see it because... Did he direct this or I'm produce it? I'm more of a it? Flintstone kid, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> um, I, I didn't go see it because uh, just trailers. Uh, nothing grabbed me. And then when I saw what the main mm. character looked like in a reboot, uh, I was like, uh, no thank you. What, the CGI character? Or yeah, the real actor? like the big eye guy, and then there was like the mm-hmm. ogre kid, and I was like, that looks fucking stupid. And then I, <laughs> and then I, was, just, and then I was just out. And right. then so they would Who's show me for? like... 12 year olds that's what i right and then they would show me like the live action stuff and i'm like oh that looks you know trailer park skyscrapers that looks interesting that looks fun and then they would cut back to spielberg jerking himself and have like a t-rex chasing the delorean with the kid from reboot driving it and i was like this looks stupid can we can we can we back up and i want to just say that uh i know that this book is one of like the mandatory nerd books to read as a kid like i didn't read this i didn't read ender's game you know i read no, the lord of the rings I mean, but this like book, this this book is terrible though it's a terrible book oh really 
Has oh, anybody God. else read it's the book? It's like Fifty Shades for so like bad. nostalgic geeks, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it feels like fan fiction. Like it's just really oh, okay. terrible. Yeah, there's a well, whole section. It, didn't it come out in yeah. the '80s? No. Yeah. When did when was this book published? Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know exactly, old. but I think it's much more recent than that. Um, but can I just tell you, it's all about the '80s, so I would I understand why you think that. Um, but there's a whole section of the book where they're just the whole one of the I'm I'm getting ahead of myself, but one of the whole um, plots, obviously, is that they have to play these games. And one of the games that they play in the book is they just recreate all of war games. Like, he, he wins the test yeah. because he knows war games by heart. The entire movie. What, the movie? And, the movie yeah, war games? The with movie Matthew war Broderick? games. And he can yeah, recite the entire movie, and that's how he wins the test. It's so stupid. Like, and that's... It's like, you are such a loser, you win. Oh. Yeah, you guys that's are right. The, this, this book came out in 2011. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is just garbage. I mean, why could why couldn't they use a better '80s movie like Cloak and Dagger? I don't know. I think that's what The Shining is in this movie, which we'll talk about. I'm getting ahead of myself, but they, they The Shining's in this movie. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Does he drive the DeLorean into The Shining? No, but pretty Not close. Not quite that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does he ride a Tyrannosaurus Rex into The Shining? I wish he drives a uh, Bigfoot, the monster truck, into The Shining. Is the naked old lady from The Shining in this movie? Yes, she is. Yeah. No, fuck you. No, for real. Yeah. <laughs> is the bear costume filleting the dude? Is Unfortunately that guy... not. Unfortunately that, not. Yeah, that would unless be, it's in the that's background. The best part. That's a big. That's that could a big, be an Easter egg. Yeah, that's a big. Uh, that's a big miss from the movie. They missed the bear costume. All right, Lightman. <laughs> Maybe you could tell us who first suggested the idea of reproduction without sex. Um, your wife? <laughs> what the fuck is this movie about? Like, just give me the, right, the, right, the overall right. concept. Rico, you break down the plot because I can't. I'm just going to, like, lose my shit if okay. I have to try to yeah. drive so... the plot of this movie. So, yeah, I mean, I saw from the, the trailer, it's, it's a dystopian future yeah. where, like, people play VR to get away from their shitty to lives, unlike their... today. Yeah, so everyone lives in mega... Or this kid at least lives in a mega um, trailer park, and and so yeah. Then we get introduced to uh, the Oasis, which is the VR world, right? And everyone goes there. Everyone's there. You can have your own avatar, and people have avatars of whoever. And then you know immediately plug eighties nostalgia left and right. You know, is it and stupid? It's a slog. It's like so boring to me. Yeah. yeah, so there's like a contest, right, of some sort. So where you there's can get a contest. The shithole the, you live in. The creator of the Oasis, played by Mark Rylance, um, he who's, dies. Who's, who's Mark? Who's Mark Rylance? He's the guy. That, he's like the new go-to for Spielberg. He was. He was the he used to be a doctor on ER. and giant. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> really? Dying. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. No, oh. no, no. Um, no, what's he been in? He was in Dunkirk. He's the old man with the boat. Didn't see it. We he was in do The that. Bridge of Didn't Spies. He's been nope. in a lot of Spielberg nope. stuff lately. Okay. So anyways, that guy. Uh, he, he's like this quirky weirdo dude who in, who's a genius, invented the Oasis. He dies. Before he dies, he, he, film, he tapes himself saying, hey, I've put in this Easter eggs that you have to find in the game. You have to complete these tasks and solve these puzzles. And he gives little hints that relate to who he is. And, um, and whoever uh, gets three, these three keys and like something else, you will win 
um, rights to half, is it half of the Oasis? Like they'll, you'll be a half owner or you'll was, just own the Oasis. I thought it was all of it. Yeah. I thought, yeah, maybe it's all of Oasis. it. Um, so it's a Willy so Wonka it's like, situation. So it's, it's Willy, Willy Wonka. Wonka. It's Willy yes. Wonka. So everyone's fran so that's where it starts is everyone's frantically trying to get this first key and they can't do it. And so anyways, the game, that's that's what's happening in that world. And then there's the real world where there's uh, the guy who is the bad guy in Rogue One, Mendelssohn. Okay. Um, yep. he, he's got this big giant like corporation and it's it's this like very business way. They've hired all these nerds and geeks and video game players and he and he so he's trying to win of course, because he's got the resources. And so it's like the story of the big guy versus the scrappy underdog kids that are really nerdy and are, you know, just like the creator of the Oasis. Yeah, just like Charlie. Yeah, Charlie and Veruca Salt's dad. Exactly. Yeah, Veruca so Salt's dad. The... that has all the guys opening the chocolate for him. Yep. We're doing the best we can. I've got every girl on the bleeding staff hunting for you. All right, where is it? Why haven't they found it? Veruca, sweetheart, I'm not a magician. Give me time. I want it now. What's the matter with those twerps down there? <laughs> But like he's got these other friends that he's played with for years, but of course no one's met each other, just like any online gaming. And so yeah, they all end up living in the exact same city. So I feel like at the beginning they tried to cover their tracks by saying the Oasis is only here, and a zillion people live here. I could be wrong. I think part of the part of the point you're supposed to take away is like, look, you could be hanging out with these people in real life if you ever like, you know, fucking right. unplugged that's, and like yeah, like walked yeah, around and talked to people. But it's not. It it just kind of makes the world feel really kind of small. And I, I actually is it because is it because like an old man is selling this message? Um, I mean that he, this is that like this is a seventy five year old dude that's trying to comment trying to comment on modern day times, and he's coming well, at it from a nineteen fifties perspective. I think I mean Ernest Klein wrote the book, and he's relatively young. And he's he's okay. he's also really like obsessed with all these pop culture references. I mean, the book is nothing but references. It's all just like and the book's plot is very similar. And he wrote the screenplay, too. It's all about how this creator who kind of grew up in the 80s, just like the one in the movie does, is obsessed with all the stuff like Atari games and like, you know, the stuff we grew up with, essentially. And so like this kid learn studies his life to try to crack the code. That's how he kind of figures out how to beat the system. Um, mm -hmm. so I think it's, I don't think it's really Spielberg. I think it's more Klein. Um, okay. I, I don't think Spielberg really knows. I, I, my hope for the movie was that Spielberg would be like, this is stupid. I'm not going to do half of this stuff. I'm just going to kind of do what I want and make it fun. But he, I, I feel like in a lot of ways it, it really feels like Klein's movie, which is disappointing because the book is bad. Can I, so Spielberg's like, whatever you want, Voltron, here's fucking Voltron. I don't know what the fuck Voltron is. Right. Well, it's sure. like Iron, Iron Giant shows right. up and like, you know, that's a DreamWorks movie and stuff, but he's just a big badass robot that's going to like blow shit up, even though the whole point of the Iron right. Giant is that he doesn't blow shit up. That he's yeah, like, right. he's you know. a robot not wanting to be a war machine. Exactly. And here right. he is as a war machine. Giant. 
Did you touch on, so this corporation... Oh, wait, wait. Um, I wanted to talk wait. about the race real quick. So okay. the race I was going to compare it to, where this movie's trash, but the only part I cared about was the race, was the pod race in Phantom Menace, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't care about that fucking kid. I didn't care mm -hmm. about any of these people, but that pod race is fun. I don't even remember what they were playing for, but I enjoyed the shit out of it. Is it, is it like that, or is it worse than that? I would put the pod race leaps and bounds above this race. Oh my. Yeah. Oh my. Well, that's me yeah, personally. But again, that's because the Phantom Menace is going forward. Look, this is happening in a real world where Ready Player One, once you're in the Oasis, there's no stakes. So again, they're trying to build stakes uh, in the real world because, oh, the corporation knows who this kid is and they're trying to stop him because right. he's successful and they aren't. And we've got to take this kid out. Um, so that's, they, they try their hardest to make you care and you just kind of, you don't care. And what, what makes him better again? That he studies Wonka more than everybody else? Yeah. Yeah. So Jeff mentioned before, there's, uh, like this library of this guy's brain. And so that kind of moves the plot along where this kid is learning shit and, and the girl too, together they can, you know, put puzzle pieces together and the big corporation just can't because they're cold and they don't have a heart and whatever. This sounds shit. awful, guys. Yeah, I just want to interrupt it's, and just it's say brutal. this sounds it's terrible. It's brutal. Can I tell you how he it's, beats the race? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how's he beat the race? He drives backwards. He puts it in reverse. That's the secret. Uh, That's the secret. Which, motherfucker. Right. Which somebody which, what movie is that, what movie is like, that from? No one did that? No movie. Is it it's from just, a movie? Is that Pretty no, in Pink? It's just some stupid <laughs> clue that he picks out from watching like the This Is Your Life, old Mr. Crazy Wizard like guy who yeah. invented the Oasis. He just gets obsessed about this one scene that he watches over and over and over again. And like the Wait, character. So the, so the, so the solves to the riddle aren't like, it, it's not like, Hey, go 88 miles per hour. Nope. And that beats the race because you, you know something about pop culture. It's just random bullshit. It's random yeah. bullshit in this museum. That's, that's the guy like to this person. It's dig into my life, into my brain so deep that's that awful. you can figure out so this dumb shit. That, Narcissistic that, and weird. Like, well, that's, that's so weird yeah. because it doesn't help the audience. Like, because if you're going yeah. for the audience and the, this is the audience and they all love 80s shit, let's throw them a bone. Well, they'll be able to solve the riddle because they're working from the same knowledge base. So like yes. the, okay. clip that, the clip that he's watching in the Narcissist Museum that clues him off to this clue of driving backwards. Which, by the way, is it like is it like Ego's Museum of Sex and Guardians of the Galaxy Two? Uh, no, but it's it's oh. it's not like that because he's not he's not he's he's kind of portrayed as being a little spectrumy. Like he's definitely on yeah, the okay. spectrum, and he's he's he. I think he is a narcissist, but in some ways, but he's also very much sort of like quiet and lots of anxiety yeah, socially awkward socially awkward the, to the upteen and so yeah. there's a scene where he's talking to his like co uh i don't know his business partner yeah, his business partner who's played by simon Pegg, and he keeps saying like we have oh, to go fuck back that guy yeah exactly i didn't know simon Pegg was in simon this Pegg's movie. in this yeah 
Um, and there's a twist about Simon Pegg, which I'll talk about later. Anyway, he's talking about that like, he's uh, fucking terrible, and he's like uh, he apologizes. Yes, that's the <laughs> twist. <laughs> Sorry for being terrible, everyone. Um, he says it in a really bad British accent too. It's yeah. terrible. Who likes me? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Scotty, um, beam me up, Captain. That's a reference for you. Um, so anyway, he's talking to him. And he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to talk about business anymore. Can't we just go back? Can't we just go back? Go back, go back, really. And so it's like, he's like, wait a minute, I'll try going back. And it's it's like, you're telling me that. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. No motherfucker has ever accidentally put their DeLorean in reverse before. Yeah, and that's the problem is you go, there's no way that it's been, because it's been at least months, if not years. Years. That's it's been years. Donkey Kong Country level fucking one where you run back in that goddamn house and you get that fucking (laughs) balloon. That's right. level Bananas, one, yeah. one, not right. level one, two. Mm-hmm. I just need a chance to think things over. You've had your whole fucking life to think things over. What good's a few minutes more gonna do you now? Yeah. Stay away from me. Please. Don't hurt me. I'm not gonna hurt you. Stay away from me. Wendy. Stay away. Darling, light of my life. I'm not gonna hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains in. I'm gonna bash them right the fuck in. Can we jump to the third act where like uh, no. Charlie gets where kicked out of the chocolate run. factory and then <laughs> we somehow gotta talk, we gotta talk he about learns the... that he's a good guy? <laughs> was it was the second act like the Revenge of the Nerds bicycle race? The second one's The Shining. Jesus, The Shining. Yeah, okay, so what the, the fuck? Yeah. How how did like it's a maze? Eric, why don't you explain it? I mean, I'm sorry, Rico. <laughs> um, why don't you explain it, Rico? Uh, okay, so the setup is is essentially the kids figure out. Oh wait. A leap. He there was a leap that he didn't take, and it's with this woman that I was kind of bringing up earlier. That ends up becoming the wife of his business partner, right? Yes. And she died some number of years ago, but it was his biggest regret is that he didn't take the leap with this woman. So, um, so they have to figure out where do we go to find this clue, and somehow they go, "Oh, he liked The Shining," so let's jump in the world of The Shining. Uh, so they go in and. All they have to do is find this woman essentially and dance with her in the in the ballroom. How they the figure hotel. that out? It's really fun. Yeah, you're just kind of like whatever. You know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't have my brain on on this movie. Don't don't go in thinking for this one. Okay. Um. Right. Like this is just a dumb pop. Eat popcorn, stupid, and oh, spend two hours. Yeah, it's really yeah. dumb. Like it's not. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff there. But like, all right. So, none of it so they need together. to find this. They need to find this lady and dance with her. So, is there other people looking for this lady to dance with? Yeah, but they don't. Like, they no, don't even no. know where to go. So, like, the thing that he figures out is that she. They went. The one date that they went on was to the Shining to watch the movie The Shining. Oh, is that what? Okay. The, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. So they. So they go into the Oasis sort of like museum, 
and then they go to like the the screening of The Shining, and they literally go into The Shining, which this is the one oh, like like uh like Last Action Hero. Yeah, Last Action Hero. It's very yeah. much like breaks the fourth wall. And I will say, like this is the only sequence that I kind of thought was somewhat cool, but mostly it's just really jarring because you have these big weird fucking avatars like walking around the the a really good like redone version of Kubrick's The Shining. Um, okay. And and so like you know like one of uh part what's his name Parcival's friends um who is like a a woman but like pretends to be a giant man for reasons. So wait that, wait so so oh, you're right. saying that so you're saying that ogre and that elf thing are walking around the hotel from The Shining? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's the avatars what? doing it. And yes. like. And like the ogre guy is just like, hey lady, uh, maybe you should put a bathrobe on. It's like the woman gets out of the tub on the shining. Really? Whoa. Yes. Yeah. And like she like gets close to him, like, uh, okay, like uh, I don't know how I know I feel about this, but oh boy, and then I'm she, a virgin. Right. Oh, this is awkward. And then she yeah. turns into the evil thing. He's like, ah, <laughs> it's really weird, oh man. God. And yeah, there's Wait, like, so you think Kubrick would be cool with oh all? Oh God, oh, yeah, he Kubrick would be it, right. Kubrick <laughs> would be rolling in his grave. Like if this didn't, if he wasn't already dead, this probably would have killed him for sure. How how did how did how did people react online to that? I honestly were, are think people all for it. I think the most most of the people I've talked to think that this is the standout sequence of the movie, um, because oh it just God. looks cool. Because I mean, it here's does the thing. because it, and it's it stands apart. Just it stands apart visually. because it doesn't look like shit. Because most of the movie, in my opinion, looks like absolute garbage, and you finally get a sequence. It's like, oh, this actually has some nice like shots in it. Um, but okay. it, but it's super jarring because like it has nice shots and there's like big fucking troll like getting swept up with the blood stuff out of the elevator. It's just yeah, it's the just blood elevator weird. He, yeah, wanders over and it, is, does the typewriter thing happen? Yeah, that's like when they they first fu- they show up there. They like find it mm-hmm. and they they are like looking for the clue. Any hints it. of um, sexual child abuse? Uh, yeah, none of that's none of that's in through? there. None of that's in there. Yeah. Any, any, does somebody beat <laughs> down a door and do that face There's, shot shit? They got the door stuff. Yes. They've got the maze. It's, There's it no becomes, Nicholson. it's like the Shining's greatest hits, essentially. It's just like, okay. eventually. That's awful. Yeah. yeah. That sounds terrible. It starts, it starts interesting and then it quickly becomes awful the further it goes on. Um, but does then, a velociraptor show up? No, unfortunately. Yeah, I wish. They end up in the ballroom with the big, like, you know. Uh, mass, like, all right let's get to the act three this is really boring well i'm just gonna i'm just I gonna i don't want to hear anymore i was born in 2025 but i wish i'd grown up in the 1980s like halliday and morrow like all my heroes oh my god <laughs> The climax to battle is you have to take the three keys and you have to like stick them in a tree or something. Okay. You have to put. You have to insert them into something. Stick them in my tree, baby. And there's like it's in this fortress, right, or like this castle. Yeah, and like T.J. Miller's and, there, and he's like shooting stuff. So yeah, T.J. Miller plays this. Well, T.J. Miller, drunk ass T.J. Miller's there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Drunk Colin ass Bob bomb threatening T.J. Miller is like. Have a you piece guys, of shit have you guys ever been so drunk where you're like, you know what? Fuck the dugout. I'm calling in a bomb threat. <laughs> like, how drunk do you have to fucking be? Yeah, pretty drunk, I guess. 
He's probably like, I'm like, a celebrity. Okay, like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah, I think we that's knew, what Yeah, I'm on an Amtrak train. Right. In, in, in <laughs> so high school, In high school, we knew a kid named Lee, and he was like a friend of a friend of a friend. And he worked at Toys R Us, and we were outside picking him up for whatever reason. And we're like, Lee, how'd you get out of work? And he's like, I called in a bomb threat. <laughs> Whoa, just like, oh my God. <laughs> Going back to TJ Miller, my favorite TJ Miller appearance is in that Transformers movie where he was oh, supposed right. to be in the whole movie and Michael Bay just got so sick of him that he just yeah. blows him up like almost <laughs> well, immediately. Snacks, you <laughs> turned Christ. us on to that. That is amazing. That movie. Yeah. Uh, I actually, because he wouldn't make uh, sick kids laugh when Michael Bay had right. visited like it's a like, cancer Be, be funny. All right, so All right, the guy, so, so the guy, win. So the guy okay. owns the chocolate factory, kisses the girl, and he says, hey, you know what? We should go for hikes once in a while. That's how this movie ends? More yeah, or less. And yeah, so it's a chase that ends, and then the police show up, and bad guy gets arrested. He could shoot the kids, but he's like, oh, I guess they're good people, and I'm not that evil. Yeah, all right, fuck this movie. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah also, Jesus. also, I just have to say the one, la- the last thing that you hear is like, so they get they get the whole company; it's inherited to them. Simon Pegg ends up being the museum curator the whole time inside the Oasis. Yeah, there's this butler in the library, in the narcissist library, that's been like, "Oh my gosh, kid, why do you keep wanting to go looking at these scenes?" And then he turns out to be. Yeah, Simon, Simon, Pegg. Simon Pegg. Yeah, and then like they're like the last thing he says is like, yeah, and the last decision we made wasn't really too popular. We decided to shut down the Oasis two days a week, and it's like yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's it. Like, the, and here's the other thing. There's a scene. <laughs> at, like, do they really Jesus say Tuesday and Thursday? Who does number two work for? Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You show that turn who's boss. One side thing real quickly I'll say is that the girl, I have to do an aliens plug here. uh, Her avatar's gun is the pulse rifle from Aliens, which I was like, oh, great. Okay. And then it shot and it didn't make the cool sound that it makes in the movie. It just sounds like a machine gun. And I was like, well, That's okay. Awful. Yeah. You ruined it. I'm surprised you Did didn't you not have the rights. I'm surprised you didn't walk Did out. Did you only have the rights to the visual, but not the sound? You just fucking flip your popcorn over like, and yeah, storm out. Darth Vader and he's just like, ah. Yeah, it's also like, exactly. why have, why have the DeLorean <laughs> and not, not too many time travel aliens. shit? It Do doesn't even shoot like me? lights out of itself. It just like drives. It's like, why have the DeLorean at all? Like, Oh yeah, the DeLorean just drives around. Around and you're like, well, there's the DeLorean. It just might as well be a regular DeLorean. Like, it's like, what's the point? Does it uh, does it do fire? Nothing. Wheel trails Nothing. or anything? Nothing. Jesus. It drives backwards. So, guys, I will never see this movie. I'm angrier yeah. than I was when I sat down to, to record. I am upset. This has been, been a terrible waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the movie. I didn't think you're we welcome. Feel.